The first step towards getting somewhere is to decide you're not going to stay where you are. JP Morgan. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Uh, what a What a special episode we have for you today. It is, yes, a little late in the week. I guess you know that's how it's going of late this year, but that's a great thing. That means it's been a good year. Hope you all are having a good year. And this is our last podcast of the year because it is being recorded on December 31st, 2022. This is our New Year's Eve episode we've talked about new years we've talked about eves we did that last week so what we've got going on is really exciting because how would how would you believe that not only on new year's eve would it also be our hundredth episode that's right this podcast has been going on for 100 episodes and this is part 34 of our special 100-parter, and I'm recording on a different uh, audio setup, so I hope it sounds way better this week than it ever has before in all of life. Can you hear that? Oh, that's Zero Mix. That's right. I'm eating... So... We're having a ASMR episode. Excellent. All right. <laughs> Welcome. I think. So I said I was recording this in a different way, and we have even since moved locations from where I originally said that. So we're outside. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I saw you shut it off because I distracted you. I apologize. Um, Yummy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I was just telling everybody I'm super excited because <laughs> I don't know if you know, this is a very special episode. It's the New Year's Eve 2022 episode, which happens to coincide with the 100th episode of this podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my 100 goodness. 100 episodes. That is 100% amazing. I know. <laughs> People always think 100 episodes are like... I think people think tens, the number, the quantities of tens is always special. I think people feel like the twentieth, the the fiftieth, the seventieth, yeah. um, and then also the fives. But, like this is our centennial in a way, mm-hmm. but everybody just reduces themselves to decades. I, mean, I was, I remember, I was actually pretty excited about the sixty ninth episode. Uh, nice. Yeah, because nice. it's a square or prime or whatever. No, it's not a prime number. Um, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention because I wanted to, I always like to talk about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book, but what a Christmas gift I got. Hold on. Oh, man. 
there is some debauchery happening. I got... Mr. Jake from State Farm, would you like to come inside? Come on. I saw that. Oh, man. So... For Christmas... Wait, before then... Before that, we gotta listen to uh, a message that I hope is okay for public consumption. I haven't actually listened to it yet, but... It has not been copyrighted as far as I... Uh, I mean, I have not copyrighted it, but the people... If the likenesses... Um, mm-hmm. Likenesses and names and things like that may, may not be... Uh, I woke up worried, because I actually am not even aware of receiving this phone call last night, but... Oh, this gosh. morning you told me that <laughs> one of my good buddies had called kind of late. I, I guess it was actually it might not have even been that late um, on West Coast time, but I woke up sort of panicked, like, oh no, did I miss a really important call with somebody calling me for... Yeah, it was twice in a row, but mm-hmm. there were some minutes in between it and I was worried. That, but you know. I, I looked at the transcript of this voicemail and the first couple words made me not so worried, so sorry, but I haven't even actually listened to the whole thing yet as of this recording. So this is my first time listening to this message. Oh, my gosh. I can't my oh this is so quiet. Okay, never mind. Um, I will help you with this. But it was podcast related, so that's why I was not... I was worried. Oh my gosh, I can't believe my voicemail was used on my sixth favorite... Uh, one of my top six uh, podcasts. It was amazing to hear myself. I might hear myself again knowing you. I don't know. So if I hear myself... If I hear this on the podcast... Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, I'm a long-time listener, a 15th-time caller, and I just wanted to say that I think that you misinterpreted my Thanksgiving um, synopsis, that Thanksgiving is totally a genre, but the reason why Christmas is a better genre for films is because of everything I had stated before. So, I mean, like, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is definitively... A Christmas, a Thanksgiving movie, and it is a wonderful Thanksgiving movie. The whole Never premise is him being home for Thanksgiving, and he has to use planes, trains, and automobiles with John Candy to get home. So it's definitely there. But then, hmm. uh, you know, Christmas just has that too. They could have easily made that a Christmas movie. They made a Thanksgiving movie. Whatever. Home Alone, Christmas movie, Playtime's Automobile, Thanksgiving movie. Uh, yeah, this is a great podcast. More than four downloads should be. You should be at least in ten, I would say. Ten people should be listening to this regularly. But I'm definitely listening every week. Uh, I hope you're doing well, and I hope the podcast keeps going strong. Uh, my love to to you, Jamie, the host, and Katie, the co-host, and I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, so yeah, if this makes it great, and if it doesn't, I don't care. <laughs> it's just nice to hear the podcast. All right, bye. Wow, I've been promoted. Absolutely. Oh man, you've always been the co-host in my heart, and on many of the episodes. Cohort, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, this is, that was exciting. That was a message in which he was actually referring to the fact that his last message had made it onto the podcast. So we've got we've reached Christopher Nolan levels of podcasts within podcast messaging. Oh, this is yes. And silver lightning. I feel. I don't know. I got nothing. I feel bad. I'm actually going to call you one day 
Nick. Um, instead of talking to you secondhand. Via podcast. <laughs> that, uh, oh, I've got a pitch for you, though. It's a, it's a mystery that is solved completely with people that are talking to you podcast. Anyway, um, I was talking about, I got the greatest gift I've ever been given. It's not even about uh, the gift itself. The gift was, I was given the gift of A Christmas Carol, the story. Not like the book and I don't even think on purpose in this way. I just realized uh, Katie did something amazing Mm-mm. and asked several of my friends to send me little videos, sort of like cameo videos, uh, wishing me Merry Christmas and telling me not to quit comedy. The We started watching them on Christmas Eve when the first ones came in. And I got three. And after we watched them, and actually, here, uh, take a listen to the first one right now. Hey, Jamie and Katie. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys are having a fantastic one in Louisiana. We're having a good one out in Utah, um, where we are happily married by an amazing officiant, Jamie. Um, which brings me to my point. You should stop quitting comedy quit quitting comedy um you're not good at quitting you're never good at quitting you've never been good at quitting um, which is why uh you can't quit me okay so don't don't quit quitting quitting comedy okay quit quitting quitting quit quitting quitting quit quitting quit comedy uh, don't quit comedy. Um, or do. Who knows? We could die tomorrow. But I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And you guys are amazing. And we love you. Bye. Okay. Did you hear that? That was Conrad Bromberic, one of my oldest friends in comedy. Now take a listen <laughs> to the next one. January. Nick, hi. I don't know if you remember me. Uh, we used to talk at one point. Controls are again. Hope you're doing well. Merry Christmas. Uh, special request. Send you a Merry Christmas from my, uh, uh, what's it called, cameo. I haven't been on this that long. But uh, I was also told that you have a very tough decision to make about staying with comedy. I said, dude, I listen to all of your comedy, you know? All of your jokes, it's hard being you know, a, a Chinese comic in Atlanta. Because you just, you shouldn't be. It's, it's, it shouldn't be hard. It should be something that's easy. And if it's not easy for you, maybe maybe this is the sign that you should get off the get off the train. Anyway, uh, hope you have a Merry Christmas. Hopefully Santa brings you a better career opportunity. And uh, you have a great and wonderful day. So, love to you, Katie. I'm kidding. Or am I? Mr. Nick Cassano, who you heard a phone message from, talking about his phone message uh, from, and the piece de resistance. Wait, does that make it sound like this one is better than the others? I don't want it to sound like it's better, but it's... It's just, it's the... uh, It's the cherry. Yeah, it's the cherry on top. Uh Uh-huh. Because, of course, uh, Mr. Overachiever here. It is. It was was the most... I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. 
super nervous. Uh, it's not every day you get to send a message like this to Lou Diamond Phillips. Are you kidding me? What? I, Bruce Lee, I love you so much. Uh, I guess the hardest part about sending a Christmas message to a Chinese comic is probably when they're Korean. Jackie Chan, I love you so much. I don't want you to like... Like, I love you. I'm not in love with you. I don't want you to feel like this is a, like a, like a date or anything. As I ordered cereal for that, like Raisin Bran. Um, I figured if I really ordered Raisin Bran, uh, you wouldn't think that this was a date or anything like that. But, I mean, what am I saying? <laughs> that was so much louder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I really, okay, I had this moment. <laughs> I had a lot planned. Forget it. I had this moment where I was like, maybe if I like stay committed to the bit and I fill the bowl with milk too, it'd be great. I'm so glad I didn't sell <laughs> it like everywhere. Um, Jamie, oh my god, I love you so much, dude. Merry Christmas. Um, I wish, I wish I had the words to accurately express how much I respect you as an artist, like as a comedian, as a person. Dude, as my brother, as my friend, you inspire me in so many incredible ways and ways that I probably would have never hoped for myself, but you hoped for me. And that gave me so much power and strength. And I have something to show you uh, in the spirit of Christmas. Um, give me just a sec. Uh, it's going to be the biggest thing that you've ever seen uh, for Christmas, specifically. Um, you can't say you didn't see this coming. Uh, these tights, I have not been able to, uh, I have not been able to take them off since her shoot for three reasons. Uh, the, the first, I feel really sexy in them. Like, they accentuate me in all the right places in the ways that, uh, I never thought I could be accentuated. And I have you to thank for that. Um, number two, I want to be ready. I want to be ready for whenever you need me, uh, as a friend, but also for jesters. Like you just pick up the phone and I'm already in costume. I'm already here. There's no way I can get these pants off, which leads me to number three. Uh, these pants are so fucking tight. I don't think we can get them off unless we destroy them in the process. And I think you can help me in all three scenarios. You can help me feel sexier as a better man. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can, <laughs> I don't know what I meant by that. Uh, baby girl, uh, baby squirrel. I said that the other day, baby squirrel. And I I don't know why it made me happy, but I feel like I want to say that more often. Just like, what's up, baby squirrel? Um, number two, uh, I'm so excited for what the future of this project is going to bring. And number three, uh, I can't wait to take these pants off. Uh, for you, specifically. Um, which leads me to point number four. Uh, you gotta stop quitting comedy. You gotta quit quitting quitting comedy. Uh, because I feel like we need to do that together. Um, we could be the people who quit comedy together. Because if I quit comedy to quit comedy to be the comedian who quit, quit quitting comedy, then I feel like I just fall on deaf ears. But when we create something beautiful, which I know we will, and we create something that this world is going to appreciate, then we can quit comedy together, and it's a bonding experience where we finally achieve those dreams that comedy was supposed to achieve for us, and we realized we had so much more potential because that's exactly what you do. You have all the potential in the world. 
all the talent and grace and humor and fun and caring and happiness for the world. And I can't wait for them to see it the way that I see it right now. Merry Christmas, Jamie. I love you, brother. Okay, yeah. And then that was Brian Valencia, and I know this is only audio podcast, but I wish you could have seen the visuals. Maybe there will be a link in the description. At some to go point. with it. Yeah. And so after I received them, and as I was wiping away the tears of how sweet and amazing it was, not only the game did that. Literally waterworks, by the way. Quite literally. But that also my friends did that, too, and participated. Not only that, not even about the gift, but like the fact that they're all in my life, and they're all amazing people, and I love them. But then I looked at the format, and I was like, oh my goodness, I got three. Conrad being, like, my first friend in comedy, telling me not to quit. Uh, Nick being sort of very much... So, so it's Conrad was sort of like the ghost of Christmas past. Comedy past. Nick being, like, the ghost of, Chris, of comedy present, where he's sort of like, hey, he and I are doing about the same amount of comedy <laughs> these days. Uh... Even though I'm starting to, to make my way back and love it. And then Brian uh, talking very much about how he's excited about the future of the show we're working on. That Conrad and Nick also helped write and we all created. But he was talking about the future and it was just sort of this beautiful realization that, oh my goodness. He was talking about oh, like, the, the future dreams. Oh, the places you go. Mm-hmm. So I have to say thank you so much. Uh, that was amazing and beautiful, and all I did was get a stupid gift card for her to Bed Bath and Beyond that I thought we were. I don't know go if we're gonna have enough time. Spend and okay. Yeah. No, he did much more than that. But that was the. We're about to make giraffioli. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here munching also on the yummy cereal mix. The... Oh. Yeah, not sponsored by. The company. <laughs> well, gee, that was funny because I thought that was going to take a really. Oh my god! So this is super distracting and amazing because we're outside, and the we're watching. Tiny cat. Yes. Explore and do wonderful cat things. Owsley was down there earlier, but. I think he's flopped somewhere else. He was being handsome. She's been very adventurous today. I mm-hmm. saw her peak athletic form. When um, we get up this morning. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, your story is much more present. Let her, let him know what she just did. Uh, yeah, peak performance. Because yesterday I, uh, I signed up for some sort of sweepstakes. Because, you know me, I'm kind of the coupon, crazy coupon lady sometimes. Um, so there was a sweepstakes for cat food. And they do an assessment for your cat. I was informed that she might be overweight and to contact my veterinarian. I'm like, no, she's got her lovely little chunky winter coat on. Because, again, I, did we- I witnessed her peak performance of, a, like, catholicism. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm rambling now. But uh, it rained here earlier today and yesterday, and it's also been very, very cold, so the ground doesn't really absorb the water so great but um one of the runoff areas filled up and remained filled up but she wanted to go to the other side of the pond so she was leaping and bounding and racing around the yard with uh, some visitors that we had earlier today and it was absolutely wonderful (laughs) like 
just, I mean, at least a 12 foot span at some point. Like, it was incredible. It's the trial for the American uh, Ninja Warrior kitty aversion. Like Fruit Ninja. No, she'd probably destroy Fruit Ninja too, though. She would. She is a vicious little creature. She won't kill, but she will just destroy something to the point that it is miserable. Mischievous. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Look, what did she do? (laughs) Where did she just go? How did she get under there? She's weaving herself in and out of stairs that I didn't even know had a gap in between them. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) But that's good. Get some of that energy out. She's been doing that. Cat aerobics? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, she found that stink bug. Oh, no. Don't smell like that. I'm going to kill it. Sorry, buddy. No, I can't kill it. Just go away. Just go away. So, anyway, Kitty has been... Oh, um, I want to remind you all, uh, I rewatched, and this was pretty incredible. If you have not seen it, it's on Hulu. Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself. It's a one-man show, one-person show, and I think we devoted an episode to talk about it about a year ago, um, when I first saw it, but it was amazing. It's one of the most amazing live performance things I've ever seen, even though I've seen it uh, pre-recorded on Hulu, but it's taken from um, 552 different nights of him playing off-Broadway in a small theater. He's a magician, so the reason, uh, I've been thinking about it for multiple reasons. But I want to tell you one of the uh, awesome comedy specials I saw this week. Um, Neil Brennan's special Blocks. Alright. It's uh, a newer special on Netflix. And I'd seen... It's funny because when I first... My friends had told me a couple years ago about Neil Brennan's special Three Mics. And it sounded like a gimmick... And I watched it, and I was impressed because it was this, um... Have you ever seen that? Neil Brennan's comedy special, uh, Three Mics? Three Microphones? He has three different microphones on stage. No, because the only thing I'm thinking of, I think I'm misinterpreting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was two different people. I think it might have actually been a Bill Hader skit. Oh, I've seen... No. Where they both were, like, up oh, two headliners, there's so they a were couple, going at the same time. Uh-huh, there's a couple things like that. So, so Neil Brennan's first special on Netflix, he has three microphones. And I was just telling the podcast how when it was described to me, it sounded very gimmicky. And I'm like, I'll, I'll check this out, but it sounds like it's probably just being silly for silly reasons. Um, but he has one microphone where he tells about, I think it's, uh, like, one-liners that are goofy. One microphone where he tells about, like, stories, and then one where it's, like, observational comedy or something. But anyway, he works that 
so sort like of observational like within like the people that are in the audience or no just observational humor in I like I was walking down the street one day yeah it's not it's not about his look. I don't remember. Yo, Monica, you guys. What the topics of his three? Uh, but yeah, I have not seen it. But that's anyway, I was talking about how it's gimmicky. But so was I it? watched. No, he does it really well. He's he's brilliant. So that's also yeah. So that's what I was leading into. Yeah. That this week I watched uh, his new special, Blocks, which was great. It was like the best comedy special I've seen in a while. I'm sorry, it fell asleep. I was so tired. That's okay. But I was no, listening. No, you were already, you were like basically already asleep. You needed to sleep. You needed to rest. I know, but um, man, I was listening to like I was trying uh-huh. to see it. I took my glasses off, and you know I'm legally blind without my glasses. But like it sounded so interesting, and I was fighting sleep so it much. It was, but like it meant like I could tell there. I could tell from his his performance that like it was a little more than just a comedy thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was so excited at the end when he sort of hits his last. I'm gonna no. cover my ears because no, I don't want to spoil it. I'm just, I'm just saying that. Okay. Oh. I saw that it was like one of the greatest specials I'd ever seen, and then when the credits rolled, it was directed by Derek Delgado. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is always saying what was also helped. We Did had been talking about it in, it recently. The li- in front of a live audience, or is there like multiple, like the same way that that Derek did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Was it's it multiple, totally normal. multiple shows or just like a one-night special? I don't know. I feel like... So, there's no... There's no, like, indicator that's over multiple performances. They definitely want you to think it's over one performance, but it doesn't... It's not necessarily... I mean, I also think... Because that's what... Yeah, Derek Delgado mm-hmm. took, like, footage He did his several, over... Right? Yeah. I mean, the beginning of it says it was filmed... It didn't say it was filmed, but it said he ran the show 552 times up until that point. It, it, that definitely Wait, was. he did, was it 500? The, prior to that one, and I'm not sure if they, it was even the last one, but when and he decided to record, yeah, 500, he had run it 552 times previously. Oh, wow. Um, that's a long, like, that's a long run. Yeah, maybe he was doing two shows a day. But I don't even think I bet he wasn't though, because because you know he has that part where, like, part of the show is sending somebody away to come to the next show. Um, oh. I mean, I'm sure he had a multiple year run. I think if if you imagine, he'd probably. I mean, it was definitely was doing worth like it. five or six uh, nights a yeah. week yeah. and stuff. But so I'm sure trying to think how long that would. Gosh, I mean. But I'm also thinking like the interesting thing. Well, since he, since he, but hey, wait, no. Mm-hmm. Also, because you don't know if somebody's just in town for something. Maybe it was like they go home. Well, no, they have to sleep on it. Ooh, I'm interested in figuring that out now, because he could have had a matinee, like an early show, and the people that came to the early show had to come to the night show. But the people that came to the that. night show might have to come to the early show. I was very worried about the whole time. I kept thinking, like, maybe he has two books going. Maybe he has. Um, yeah, like alternating every other. Because like the person, like they have to kind of. Maybe because I know that they have not an interview process beforehand, but when people are picking things out, they might single somebody out, right, in the audience. I don't remember exactly how they chose. He just asked for a volunteer. He's he says he needs somebody to come back the next night. The next night or the next show. The next night. Hmm. And part of it could be, or maybe he too. said like, like the be. next, maybe like if he did a matinee, and I don't know. It's just I'm trying to think like, cause I like, 
this but is I also would, a little bit of hubris here because I'm like, oh, I should have heard about that show before I saw it, blah, 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 like on an actual DVD or not DVD, but like stream. I wouldn't put him past doing that many shows there for years, though, because I'm, I'm guessing because he came from the magic. He wasn't the at the same magic. venue either, huh? It wasn't I'm always sure the same was. venue? I mean, I, well, I don't know those things, That's what I'm but saying. I mean, I'm guessing amazing. that wouldn't be. I mean, I think, I think people get residencies in small things because it, it looks small. I mean, um, well, at least the one that they filmed. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe he did he tour with <clears> it? Did he just do like off Broadway? Like that's that's interesting for yeah, me to figure I'm out. Sure, like because the if logistics. He, if he's of selling it. out a show like that. I mean, that's actually the kind of thing too. Like because. Ooh, I it, wonder what like the they first ran multiple few... shows. They don't have to be his, right? Like because with that size theater, they could have had like improv. True, but if but he see, did like a exactly six to eight show, then you know the eight to ten. Yeah. The theaters used for something else. Maybe he just had like a spot running. Because I'm also very Maybe. confused about like how in depth his set is because yeah. he's interacting. I don't want to give away all the things, but you remember there's magic. Yeah. And so which it is illusion. It's um, debatable about like how complex the set actually is it's very simple but it also might be extremely elaborate i don't know you just you have to watch it yeah it's also the like most amazing the, thing like ever. when we were just re-watching it and i know i fell asleep again too because mm-hmm. oh my god oh, it's, okay. it's okay i fell asleep I know, like worst. instantly during buffy last night <sighs> i'm just amazed at what people create like there's just ugh like that dream I had this morning or whatever. Yes, that's the key. Like, you just take you take those inspirations and you find a way to put it down and tell somebody. Yeah. Or something. Creating is remarkably simple in and of itself. Hmm. It is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that finding relevance. Oh, that's but it's yeah. again like you said, finding Ralph. Like blah, 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 blah. finding. Mm-hmm. I want to say, revelry for some reason, but or reverie, but finding relevance. Maybe you don't have to find it. Maybe it just drops in. Oh, you don't, absolutely don't have no. to. I mean, I think I think you would. It's like you never know what's gonna go viral. You can't predict it. Again, the system. I... <laughs> I'm so paranoid. No, I'm kidding. Like I think, I'm gonna impersonalize this now I think a lot of people I watch like a lot of my comic friends and stuff they don't do the things that they always want or get the things they always want because they're always trying to do things well same with music yeah I don't I mean I do ultimately but my fear of creating bad things is what uh I'm not going to let that hinder me from creating. See, and I noticed that. That's like that's interesting that you say that. Um, because I noticed that when I got to sit in at your improv rehearsal. And I felt very lucky to be so intimately in tune with like the rehearsal and like kind of learning the ropes and things like that. Um, but I watched you and like there was this inner critic within me. I was like, oh no, what is he doing there? Like, but also like I was like, oh no, like there's always something like there was just this this nagging voice and I'm like Katie stop thinking that way like 
it's not that you know better, like not that I know better or like anybody knows better, but like there was just, I, I noticed this cloud that was hanging over me and to see you just unabashedly get in there and like interact with everybody else, even though you really don't know them all that well yet, like you felt comfortable and just let loose and it created some really magical moments for owl pellet day. <laughs> I hate the expression, but I, I do believe it sometimes. And it's sort of like, trust the process. Yes. That's sort of what I was believing in improv, where I think it's a messy, dirty, gross thing. But also, um, like, I throw, I throw my ideas out there and know that... It's and you actually, you did stick to your guns a couple There's, times, too. And I was like, because, like, nobody was, they were trying to do their own thing. And you were trying uh-huh. to keep them to, like, come back together. I was totally It was really, <laughs> I know. They're like, interesting. No, yeah. it was it was wonderful, though. Like, uh-huh. it was really, truly wonderful to see everybody genuinely creating something from uh-huh. their own core. Like, That's why it can their be own creative well, like... It was. It was. Really Good improv is amazing. Bad improv is painful, and medium improv is a teachable moment. Yeah, that's what it is. That's <laughs> that's a, okay. This is. I hope nobody in my group ever hears this, but I think they might even agree though. I think. So I think where they are is like it's like our public performance still felt like a good practice. Yeah. Um, which is not all their fault. They're getting back together. They. They were on hiatus for the last COVID, year yeah. and a half, and so when I actually joined them, and that that was when they were just coming back together for live performance. I think they had like gotten their first practice a month prior too, so they've had a couple years off of live performance, and and those are those are muscles that need to sort of work out. And improv is definitely a thing that practice helps. Um, they're they're a little shut downy each other but that's well they have they okay. been have, again have they been together i know you also have new people in there like and also it's a collider it's a super collider uh-huh. so um it's two different troops that yeah, don't that, normally work together it was kind of crazy and it was also a special scripted everybody's first show back was, was yes. multiple groups a format that nobody had known. Exactly. People that showed up for the show. That's that why I the think practice. it was. That's why I think it was wonderful. Like, <laughs> it was because it was, it was really just like if you look mm-hmm. back. Like I mean, I look back on it and I'm like, you guys just put on a freaking show. And that's that's the and thing they're like, like, fuck it, it let's go. It. Yeah. Like you can you can show up and not know what's gonna happen. And just yes and, and the like crap the, out of yeah, each other. Yeah. You know, if you do it correctly, like it's it's there for you. I'm gonna say that it's. It's there for anybody. It's there for anybody taking. can show. You know, the the philosophy of improv is beautiful. That um, yeah, you don't need to plan it out, but you still bring stuff. You bring your life experience. You bring your stories. You bring all uh, your observational humor. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm starting to work on writing. I was excited to tell you I wrote some stuff the other day. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, you were really inspired. Uh, stuff. Um, from watching Derek's show again and, and realizing I was sort of looking for some of his techniques not to Take mimic it, but what does he start, like, he gets you so invested immediately by telling a very exciting story. He's talking about the Russian roulette and the, the roulette. <coughs> and I was and like, oh, man, 
this last time because I, I caught mm-hmm. the intro again at least uh, when he started going through the things um, but I saw it in a very different light this past time and that's why like I would love to watch it again and again and again because every Absolutely. single time even though it's the same recorded like recording uh-huh you find more and more each absolutely time yeah it. no i know i still feel like that's why I, wa- enough. I would really like yeah. you to watch the uh the neil brennan one again uh-huh. and watch it with me i would love to watch it with you i think you would really like it i'm I sorry if i, I pause it a hundred times and ask you questions it's okay i think i think you would really like i think you would learn it's this is funny this sounds very pretentious i think you would learn something very strongly about me because i saw I saw something in him that I loved so much that I haven't ever seen in a comic yet. Um, and that is, like, I think, I mean, I think, I think you know me and that I'm, <clears throat> I'm a guy who I feel like I am. The rarest Myers-Briggs personality <laughs> type on the planet. I want to be a, you know, like a, a quote unquote progressive person. I feel like I'm compassionate and I care about, like, kindness is a priority and I stuff and I have very hard time with political labels but I've been I'm very supportive of like I think lots of uh, lefty thoughts and some um, lefty and so I get, I get <laughs> concerned for myself when I often feel like I'm well here's the thing I'll say when I'm in a group of liberals I feel very conservative when I feel when I'm around a bunch of conservatives I feel very liberal Neil Brennan his act, he has, like, the harshest jokes where he's been like, yes, I am a liberal guy. <clears throat> but, like, all his jokes almost hurt more for left audiences because he's being like, but we gotta be on, we can't be ridiculous about, like, going too far that's, or yeah. we become fringe people. And That's, that's exactly why, yeah. this. Everybody keeps scooting so to the edges. Like, and I think they're trying to separate so themselves that, from like, this entity. That's like, me. I, yeah. I end up feeling conservative because I'm like around people that often are pushing for so. And I'm like, let's pull back a little bit. But I don't mean like this far. I don't want to regress into the past. I just want. I just feel like maybe we should but, research more before we jump. Yes. All the way. And without knowing where we're going. Crazy we don't, we as don't this want, sounds, yeah. I'm like this is stupid. But I'm watching Designated Survivor, which I know is just a trashy <laughs> like whatever. It's just Jack Bauer in the role. It's 25. Of, yes, exactly. <laughs> Ugh, 27, no, 27 uh-huh. and a half. No, um, it's, uh, you know, he, he is, he's an independent, um, and he's, he's being pulled in both different directions and things like that. But, like, that's also, like, I know that you, you've, you've told me that, oh, yeah, you know, you're a liberal and, like, like I have very liberal views in a lot of ways, but I also do have some conservative views too. So it's like, I don't necessarily enjoy the whole picking a side thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's my, I don't like at all the, the having tiny to, cat. Um, there's a standoff. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. This we're just gonna leave the door open. They can run if they want to. Yeah. He's actually been incredible. Yeah, I think and I feel okay. like she's being more of an antagonist because I think she wants to play. Mm-hmm. She is. I've been like. She Sorry, is, there was a distracting she dog has the and cat. To run. Oh man! No, she's I mean the they were right next going. to each other when the kids like the kids were over here earlier. Yeah, Nacho no, she's been coming up every day. This mm-hmm. is. 
Oh, look, she and she's not even scared. Go. She's just walking in. He's just over there sniffing. Uh-huh. He's cleaning up all those little chicken nugget crumbs that, <laughs> that we're eating over there. Yeah, my first I know. I'm sorry. What? Do you want me to go get your stuff real quick? No. This Let me is go the get the spray. That's the only one. Well, I've been picking them off of you. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, um, it's, it's, I don't think it's about, like, I feel like a lot of things get sensationalized. Um, everybody's going to have an opinion, but I also feel like mostly everybody wants to fit into a club or a tribe in some sort of way. Um, and that, you know, that mob mentality happens with anything from Taylor Swift to Joe Biden to, you know, whatever. Absolutely. Um, but... Pick role model teams and develop her whole personality and existence around them. Yeah. And Sports teams. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good example too. It's, but I feel like a lot of people. No, I'm not even going to talk about other people. I'm going to talk about myself. I've been guilty in the past of because I mean because I I I think that I can see a lot of different perspectives because like. I don't know if it's uh, trauma or autism or ADHD or my upbringing or whatever. I don't know, but I'm always thirsty for knowledge. I'm always thirsty for figuring everything out. And I think I do have really bottom-up thinking where I need the whole picture before I can accurately assess how I feel about something. And we live in a society where... I feel like a lot of those really heavy, like moral questions and um, like, you know, your, yeah. your personal likes and dislikes and things like that, they get rushed because you're in a conversation and stuff and people are very quick to judge and whatnot. And because I know that I'm a people pleaser and things like that, I can, I can flit around in a conversation back and forth and whatnot, but ultimately I'm not necessarily comfortable with not being able to clarify myself. We're rushed to pick a perspective, yes, too, because we know yes. that the conversation is going to be done before uh, we even have time. So there's not even time to fully research or understand an issue. Um, as You know, topics last for, like, a day at a time, it almost feels like. Maybe two. Uh, things become irrelevant a week later so it's like if you want to voice your opinion you got to say it as soon as you see somebody voice theirs or they're not going to be on it like i've i've tell you i've spent this whole week just but i also feel like a lot of people they try to catch you off guard by asking you this like super farcical is farcical a word yeah like you know there's there's these farces and there's these fallacies and stuff Mm -hmm. um like they ask you these questions that are supposed to be to get this emotional response out of you to try to peg you in one hole or the mm-hmm. other. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. The nice. thing is, it doesn't even matter most of the time. Like, I'm watching this glorious the, harmony happening here between Jake and Tiny Cat. I'm watching, there's a bee on your lip. Uh, oh, hey, little buddy. Stick. You're supposed to go away now. That's tough, but, um, Nature is wild, y'all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... I really do feel like a lot of people don't even give you the chance. A lot of situations, not people, but a lot of situations don't even, like, they don't allow for the chance for you to truly 
explain or elaborate. Um, and there's there's all these like snap judgments that happen because everything's so fast and so fast, and we're yeah. not we're not evolved to be able to handle that. We're only given binary options. Exactly, and, and I don't like that. Um, because that's oh, I smell like Jake. Like, <laughs> smell me. Uh-huh. Tiny cat, leave him alone. <laughs> She's stalking him. She is. She is. Hunters. You got all these guys. That's actually a great spot, though. You got like a little bit of a protective barrier. You can back into all that. Yeah, she wants. She wants stuff. She wants to jump him. He's so good. I'm glad he's up and like exploring and having fun, though, because he's been so glued to the. Uh, I know. Bed for the last week because it was so cold, but. but also, just for the last seven months, he's had to happy. guard his guard his livelihood, like, because he's had massive other dog here and. Other people coming in and out and stuff, and poor little guy. Yeah. He's such a good dog. Jake. He really is truly free, though. Yeah. You should live more like Jake. Animal, that's. That's my goal. He can go and come like mm-hmm. as he pleases. I mean, he, yes, he does. He, he worries about his food, have, you know. Well, but, that's what I was gonna say. That's the only thing that we've taken away their ability to find their own food which makes me sad oh he f- no he finds it in the ditch all t- <laughs> thanks to our neighbors um well yeah but that's still the reliance on humans I'm speaking of i'm gonna go give him some food oh don't get sad huh but anyway we got um we got some fireworks we're gonna set off, and that's the only thing. I guess I don't know. Oh, that's the only sad thing. I think. I wonder if Silver Linings Playbook doesn't even actually take place. That's the only holiday that it's not. The Silver Linings Playbook is not a New Year's movie. It, there is an assumption it might go up to December 31st or maybe even uh, January 1st um, but Do you know what I, I just realized? Know. What's that? Well anyway I think that's uh, that's pretty good because I got um, some stuff I need to do but this one's going to take a little more editing too because I got to go back and put all that uh, audio in, but um, I think it's okay. Uh, what are your goals for 2000? I don't care, actually, um, because we're not about goals here. We're about what we do, focusing on the present. We don't need to be obsessed with the future, uh, but and it's like even the promise about this podcast about whether it's something we're going to do in another week or two we're gonna do at least one more week because i'm pretty sure i want uh well we got to finish this episode it's amazing 100th episode right it's amazing 34th parter but uh yeah so i hope you all have a wonderful rest of 2022 and we definitely wish yep uh hope that your new year 
is a great year. We will be almost done with this episode by this time next year. And then we'll have about uh, 20 more weeks after that. But it's been a great, a great episode. Make sure you tune in next week and every week as long as we keep doing this. Uh, for all the latest on Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. Until next time, we will see you down the road and Excelsior. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast.